Hello, friends. It's November 13th, and this is the One Year Bible Tour Guide podcast, where we read each day from the One Year Bible, which contains successive portions from both the Old and New Testaments, as well as getting a daily dose of the heart cries from the Book of Psalms and practical wisdom nuggets from the Book of Proverbs. My name is David McAdam, pastor and Bible teacher on the east coast of the USA in Concord, Massachusetts. We are in the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament and Faith's Hall of Fame in the New Testament book of Hebrews. But the main point of the book of Hebrews is not to fix our eyes on those who believed the promise, but the one who gave the promise, and how the great cloud of witnesses from the Old Testament listed in Hebrews chapter 11 gave God what he required of obedience. We call this the obedience of faith believing God's plan of salvation, centered in the finished work of Jesus Christ instead of any alternative. In the book of Ezekiel, we have been reading his prophecies to the nations. Yesterday we read of the prophesied destruction of the great city of Tyre, prophecy that was accurately fulfilled in history. What was the great sin that brought Tyre down? Let's start reading in chapter 27. Ezekiel chapter 27, A Lament for Tyre. The word of the Lord came to me. Now you, son of man, raise a lamentation over Tyre, and say to Tyre, who dwells at the entrances to the sea, merchant of the peoples to many coastlands, thus says the Lord God, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the heart of the seas. Your builders made perfect your beauty. They made all your planks of fir trees from Senir. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Of oaks of Bashan, they made your oars. They made your deck of pines from the coasts of Cyprus, inlaid with ivory. Of embroidered linen from Egypt was your sail, serving as your banner. Blue and purple from the coasts of Elisha was your awning. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. Your skilled men, O Tyre, were in you. They were your pilots. The elders of Gebel and her skilled men were in you, caulking your seams. All the ships of the sea, with their mariners, were in you, to barter for your wares. Persia and Lud and Put were in your army as your men of war. They hung the shield and helmet in you. They gave you splendor. Men of Arvad and Helek were on your walls all around, and men of Gamad were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They made perfect your beauty. Tarshish did business with you because of your great wealth of every kind. Silver, iron, tin, and lead they exchanged for your wares. Javan, Tubal, and Meshech traded with you. They exchanged human beings and vessels of bronze for your merchandise. From Beth Togarmah they exchanged horses, war horses, and mules for your wares. The men of Dedan traded with you. Many coastlands were your own special markets. They brought you in payment ivory tusks and ebony. Syria did business with you because of your abundant goods. They exchanged for your wares emeralds, purple, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and ruby. Judah and the land of Israel traded with you. They exchanged for your merchandise wheat of mineth, meal, honey, oil, and balm. Damascus did business with you for your abundant goods, because of your great wealth of every kind, wine of Helbon and wool of Sahar, 
and casks of wine from Uzal they exchanged for your wares. Wrought iron, cassia, and calamus were bartered for your merchandise. Dedan traded with you in saddlecloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Kedar were your favored dealers in lambs, rams, and goats. In these they did business with you. The traders of Sheba and Rama traded with you. They exchanged for your wares the best of all kinds of spices and all precious stones and gold. Haran, Kana, Eden, traders of Sheba, Ashur, and Kilmad traded with you. In your market these traded with you in choice garments, in clothes of blue and embroidered work, and in carpets of colored material, bound with cords and made secure. The ships of Tarshish traveled for you with your merchandise, so you were filled and heavily laden in the heart of the seas. Your rowers have brought you out into the high seas. The east wind has wrecked you in the heart of the seas. Your riches, your wares, your merchandise, your mariners and your pilots, your caulkers, your dealers in merchandise, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your crew that is in your midst, sink into the heart of the seas on the day of your fall. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the countryside shakes, and down from their ships come all who handle the oar. The mariners and all the pilots of the sea stand on the land and shout aloud over you and cry out bitterly. They cast dust on their heads and wallow in ashes. They make themselves bald for you and put sackcloth on their waist, and they weep over you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. In their wailing they raise a lamentation for you and lament over you. Who is like Tyre, like one destroyed in the midst of the sea? When your wares came from the seas, you satisfied many peoples. With your abundant wealth and merchandise, you enriched the kings of the earth. Now you are wrecked by the seas in the depths of the waters. Your merchandise and all your crew in your midst have sunk with you. All the inhabitants of the coastlands are appalled at you, and the hair of their king bristles with horror, their faces are convulsed, the merchants among the peoples hiss at you, you have become a dreadful end, and shall be no more forever. Chapter 28 Prophecy Against the Prince of Tyre The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, Thus says the Lord God, because your heart is proud, and you have said, I am a god, I sit in the seat of the gods, in the heart of the seas, yet you are but a man, and no god, though you make your heart like the heart of a god. You are indeed wiser than Daniel, no secret is hidden from you. By your wisdom and your understanding, you have made wealth for yourself, and have gathered gold and silver into your treasuries. By your great wisdom in your trade you have increased your wealth, and your heart has become proud in your wealth. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Because you make your heart like the heart of a god, therefore, behold, I will bring foreigners upon you, the most ruthless of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall thrust you down into the pit, and you shall die the death of the slain in the heart of the seas. Will you still say, I am a god, in the presence of those who kill you, though you are but a man and no god, in the hands of those who slay you? You shall die the death of the uncircumcised, 
by the hand of foreigners, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. A Lament Over the King of Tyre Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, raise a lamentation over the king of Tyre, and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, emerald, and carbuncle, and crafted in gold were your settings and your engravings. On the day that you were created they were prepared. You were an anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God, in the midst of the stones of fire you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created, till unrighteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade you were filled with violence in your midst, and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I exposed you before kings to feast their eyes on you. By the multitude of your iniquities, in the unrighteousness of your trade, you profaned your sanctuaries. So I brought fire out from your midst. It consumed you, and I turned you to ashes on the earth in the sight of all who saw you. All who know you among the peoples are appalled at you. You have come to a dreadful end and shall be no more forever. Prophecy Against Sidon The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face toward Sidon and prophesy against her, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Sidon, and I will manifest my glory in your midst and they shall know that I am the Lord when I execute judgments in her and manifest my holiness in her. For I will send pestilence into her and blood into her streets, and the slain shall fall in her midst by the sword that is against her on every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And for the house of Israel, there shall be no more a briar to prick or a thorn to hurt them among all their neighbors who have treated them with contempt then they will know that I am the Lord God. Israel gathered in security. Thus says the Lord God, When I gather the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered, and manifest my holiness in them in the sight of the nations, then they shall dwell in their own land that I gave to my servant Jacob, and they shall dwell securely in it, and they shall build houses and plant vineyards. They shall dwell securely, when I execute judgments upon all their neighbors who have treated them with contempt, then they will know that I am the Lord their God. And this concludes our reading from today's portion from the Old Testament from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel devotes three chapters prophesying the six judgments that are to fall upon Tyre, the principal city of Phoenicia. The name Tyre means rock, referring to the fortress that was built on a rock outcropping a half mile from the shore. Half of the city was built on the shore, and the other half on the rock island. The Egyptians and the Assyrians competed to maintain control of Tyre because of its strategic importance commercially and militarily. The Assyrians subdued Tyre in 722 B.C. after a five-year siege. Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon 
continued the attempts begun by the Assyrians and conquered the shoreline city after besieging the city for 13 years from 586 to 572 B.C. However, he failed to take the rock fortress that was a half-mile offshore. Alexander the Great was the first to fully conquer the city and fortress. He did this by destroying the villages on the shore and building a causeway to the island from the rubble. This fulfilled the prophecy found in Ezekiel chapter 26, verse 12. Also they will make a spoil of your riches and a prey of your merchandise, break down your walls and destroy your pleasant houses, and throw your stones, your timbers, and your debris into the water. Ezekiel goes on to prophesy Tyre's destruction. God likens Tyre to a magnificent ship that is wrecked and lowered into the burial ground of the ocean, brought down to the pit. I will make you a bare rock. You will be a place for the spreading of nets. You will be built no more, for I, the Lord, have spoken, declares the Lord God. Ezekiel 26, verse 14. This part of the prophecy was also fulfilled by the hand of Alexander. Nebuchadnezzar, however, ravaged the mainland settlement and isolated the island fortress. Tyre's ability to resist some of the greatest armies in history gave its inhabitants a callous sense of pride and indifference to human suffering. The Lord takes note that they rejoiced in the destruction of Jerusalem in chapter 26, verse 2. Chapter 27 gives us the second funeral dirge for Tyre. First, he describes the city's pride in its maritime success in chapter 27, verses 1 through 9, its military might in chapter 27, verses 10 and 11, and commercial prominence in chapter 27, verses 12 through 24. But then he predicts how they will be completely undone, defeated on land and at sea. Chapter 28 describes the fall of the king of Tyre. He is denounced for his arrogance and greed in chapter 28, verses 1 through 5, and his punishment is announced. He is to be brought down to the pit in a violent death. The pride of self-will is on display as this king proclaims, I am a God, in chapter 28, verse 2, and verse 6, and verse 9. The ESV Study Bible gives a commentary on the lamentation over the king of Tyre found in chapter 28, verses 13 through 19. Quote, Tyre is likened to a second Adam, clearly a created being, in verses 13 and 15, and yet a cherub, in verse 14, it is in the garden of God, in verse 13, and on the mountain of God, in verse 14 and 16. Some would see verse 17 as a poetic allusion, wherein Ezekiel likens the downfall of the proud king of Tyre to the fall and curse on Satan in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. At minimum, the extravagant pretensions of Tyre are graphically and poetically portrayed, along with the utter devastation inflicted upon Tyre as a consequence in verses 18 through 19. End quote. Ezekiel is sarcastic when he says that the king of Tyre is wiser than Daniel, Ezekiel's contemporary and fellow prophet. Daniel's character is the antithesis of that of the king of Tyre, whose wisdom was strictly related to making money and lacked any understanding of the truth about God. Of the twenty elements associated with the king of Tyre in chapter 28, verses 11 through 19, most are found in Isaiah's indictment of the king of Babylon in chapter 14 of Isaiah, verses 12 through 17. 
These two kings are types of the prince of this world, Satan. The 28th chapter of Ezekiel concludes with the prophecy against Sidon, Tyre's sister city, located about 23 miles north of Tyre. It was a more vulnerable city, subject to the threat of military attack. Jezebel, the infamous wife of King Ahab of Israel, was a Sidonian. She reinstated Baal worship in Israel and hastened its fall to the Assyrians. The fall of Sidon would not be viewed as a chance event. The fulfillment of this prophecy would vindicate the name of the Lord in the estimations of the people. For I will send pestilence to her and blood to her streets, and the wounded will fall in her midst by the sword upon her on every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 23. How refreshing to have a few words at the end of this chapter concerning a future hope for the house of Israel. And there will be no more for the house of Israel a prickling briar or a painful thorn from any round about them who scorned them. Then they will know that I am the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God, when I gather the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered and will manifest my holiness in them in the sight of the nations, then they will live in their land which I gave to my servant Jacob. They will live in it securely, and they will build houses, plant vineyards, and live securely when I execute judgments upon all who scorn them round about them. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. Now let's move to today's reading from the New Testament from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 17 through 31, where we continue to read of this great cloud of witnesses, those who have exemplified faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents, because they saw that the child was beautiful, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient, because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And this concludes our reading from the New Testament portion from the book of Hebrews.
In Hebrews chapter 11, we read of the heroes in the hall of faith. The writer records that these people believed God and took obedient actions that indicated that they truly heard his word. Read how their deeds were accomplished. By faith, Abraham obeyed God at Mount Moriah and enacted the redemptive drama of Calvary, receiving his son from the dead, in verse 17. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob with a view to the future, in verse 20. By faith, Jacob blessed Joseph's son and worshipped God for his faithfulness, in verse 21. By faith, Joseph exhibited his true hope was tied up with the promised land and not Egypt, by giving instructions about his bones being taken there after his death, in verse 22. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months, in verse 23. By faith, Moses refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, but identified with the purposes of God, in verse 24. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land, in verse 29. By faith, the people heeded God's word and marched around Jericho as God caused the walls to come tumbling down, in verse 30. By faith, Rahab welcomed the spies and experienced deliverance. Why does the writer tell us this? So that we might not be among those who fall back into something less than an ongoing relationship of faith in the living God. He encourages us to go forward in the story by trusting the full and final word of God given to us in Christ. Moving on now to our next stop in our Bible reading tour, we go to the book of Psalms, Psalm 111. Great are the Lord's works. Praise the Lord! I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in the company of the upright, in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is His work, and His righteousness endures forever. He has caused His wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. He has shown His people the power of His works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of His hands are faithful and just. All His precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to His people. He has commanded His covenant forever. Holy and awesome is His name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. How good it is to praise the Lord with God's people. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart in the company of the upright and in the assembly. Psalm 111, verse 1. The psalmist gives us great reasons to praise the Lord in verses 1 through 9. His works, his deeds, his wonders, his character, his provisions, his self-revelation in his word, and his worthiness shown in his faithful fulfillment of all that he promises. He has made his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Psalm 111, verse 4. His precepts are trustworthy, and His works exhibit aspects of His character. The climax is the last on the list, the redemption He provides for His people. Do you worship the Lord? You have not even begun to discover wisdom until you have done so. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. Psalm 111, verse 10. 
And now for our final stop on our Bible reading tour, we go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 27, verses 15 and 16. A continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are alike. To restrain her is to restrain the wind or to grasp oil in one's right hand. I think this proverb applies to all of us. Let us not be contentious and a constant source of aggravation to people. May people not feel that we are prickly, difficult, or unrestrainable. Let's pray together in the light of what we have read. Lord, your word is forever settled in heaven. It is trustworthy. We can bank on it. You remind us that if we are willing to do your will and ask for wisdom, we shall find the wisdom we are looking for. So we look to you today for guidance as we seek to walk in the light of your revealed truth. We do not forget your wondrous work of redemption. We don't take it lightly that we have been rescued by the great deed of mercy in sending your Son to be our substitute. He lived the righteous and holy life that we failed to live and took the just punishment for our sins, paying the full ransom. Keep us mindful of the glorious grace that has been given to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we received some strong warnings against the sin of pride in our Old Testament reading and we are also encouraged to take steps of obedience in faith, trusting God for His promise in the book of Hebrews. We also are reminded that we have so much to thank God for and can be praising the Lord throughout the day. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to us at podcast at newlife.org. And if you'd like to receive a written copy of our commentary on each day's Bible reading from the One Year Bible, you can go to our website, newlife.org, and subscribe. Thank you, and God bless you. May you be mindful of His gracious presence through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Shalom. Shalom.